This is a HeadGum Podcast. You or Jayla? Yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I'm still listening to For You. Are you? <laughs> yeah, of course. I listened to it on the I train the other day. I just finished singing it, actually. Yeah, you were literally singing it. What I love about it most is how little Liam is in it. Me too. She really... It's really a chance for her to shine. Shines over him, which I like because he's not worthy of her level of shine. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what did you think of the Golden Globes on Sunday? Now that it's post-Golden Globes, unlike our Monday episode, technically. I think we had a good time. It was fun. Everyone was, like, laughing a lot. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get any calls about, I mean, we don't, just like us to ignore the most important subject at hand and focus on the dumb things, but what was with that shampoo commercial? <laughs> I already forgot what it was called. It was L'Oreal something. That got the biggest gasp from anyone. I have never, I tweeted this, but I have never seen such a shocked, surprised, loud response from an award show audience (laughs) than the moment that commercial revealed its intentions. Because we were like, who is it? Is it Natalie Portman? Is it da, 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 da? Is it no one? And someone was like, oh, I think it's Winona Ryder. And we were like, no, yeah, it's not Winona Ryder. Yeah, our friend Tessa like, noticed her nose. Like Her nose was the giveaway somehow. And was like, I <laughs> she think She was like, that's Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. And we were like, Tessa, you're out of your mind. But also, uh, commercial shampoo hair is so um, standard. Like Everyone's hair mm-hmm. in a shampoo commercial looks the same. It's like this right. kind of thick, gl- un- unreal, gleaming, like wavy mess, kind of. Yeah, so the you, fakest you can't tell like who it is by their hair. But the best part is just like you thought it was going to be revealed for like a show or a special or something like exciting for Winona. Or I thought that it was like a response to Time's Up. Oh, I thought it was a Time's Up statement. God, we all she was in black. We all had different responses. Everyone was on a different page, and then Winona was on like the weirdest page of all. Winona was like, "Surprise! Look at this page, idiots." I mean, I'm all for Winona Ryder like getting paid by L'Oreal to like whatever. Who cares? But that was like the rudest way to put her in a hair ad. Like, what was it? Everyone deserves a comeback. Everyone deserves a comeback. Like even your damaged hair or something (laughs) and it was like i know the assumption when a famous person is in a hair ad it's not that their hair was bad before but because they made it so personal with winona ryder's career being a comeback recently it It was like why are you shitting on her hair too yeah it made it seem like her hair also needed a comeback and it's like whoa we did not even how did her hair come up (laughs) i'm just thinking about it again i haven't watched it since i like i can't wait to watch that commercial and like six months after I've kind of forgotten it and then like someone will remind me of it at some point and I'll just be like whoa that's even weirder than I remembered was that they the like reaction to it was so strong that it became kind of like virally and then like tabloids started writing about it as if it was like this thing and you can tell L'Oreal was like so excited and I was kind of mad because it was like no we're like mad at you we're not celebrating the like virality of this ad everyone's angry God. Let me just read a taste of the headlines. Winona Ryder's hair care ad leaves Golden Globes viewers speechless. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Why that Winona Ryder L'Oreal shampoo commercial stirred up such a frenzy? Why? Shampoo ad, New York Post. And the New York Post just is like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> shampoo ad equates Winona Ryder's career to bad hair. <laughs> That's right. 
That's accurate. It's true. It's true. But that's why I just was, it made me so angry because you could tell the L'Oreal team was like, that's a win. And it's like, no, we're so mad. Never been a bigger loser. I know. And plus, was she even at the Golden Globes? I don't even think so. I didn't see her once. No, she wasn't there. David Harbour was there. All oh, those idiot kids were did there. Did you see David Harbour being like, I don't know what Time's Up is, like to the <laughs> reporter? Yes. They're yes, like, what I does thought. Time's Up mean to you? He's like wearing he the pen. He's like, ooh. And it's Laura Spencer. She's like, sexual harassment, discrimination, assault. And he's like, uh-huh, all those, all the above. Yep, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh, yep, that's it. Absolutely, girl, absolutely. That was golden. I mean, I will say the Golden Globes were, and this maybe sounds... Mm, this is gonna maybe sound bad i don't care they were extra fun because they had that extra layer of like everyone knew that there was a there was some other reason why we were all uncomfortable you know like this activism layer of it was everyone was super on their game and it felt very like it was like watching this weird video game happen i don't know where everyone had like a strategy to like mention or not mention i wouldn't call it fun it was just (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Okay, I'm not. You know what I mean? Like the award shows are usually bad and hard to watch and frivolous and like not well put together. This one felt very calculated in a very interesting way that we haven't seen in a long time. But I would still say overall they were bad. <laughs> yeah, overall, I mean they they're bad. always bad. I don't know. Um, and Seth Meyers, I, mean... I think, was terrible. Um, and again, you you always you always forget how little the host has to do until you actually watch an award show because all they really do is the opening monologue and like two little bits during the show. That's all. Yeah. The rest of it is the presenters. I mean, first like, of all, why was it a man hosting first? Like if, if the whole point is, there were just so many weird things. Like why was Seth Meyers hosting in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. That's weird. It was a lose-lose situation. Why have a man go up there and tell like matter-of-fact jokes, right? Like that's mm-hmm. weird. That's lose-lose. And then you had like weird moments where you had, um, what's his face? Like Kurt Douglas. Oh, yeah. Kirk Douglas and Casa Zeta-Jones. Next to Casa Zeta-Jones looking like, you know, he's about to get into the casket or whatever. But, you know, there's a whole thing. He was accused of rape and sexual assault back in the day. And like, Mm -hmm. there was just this weird disconnect between the message that everybody was trying to say and then the show itself, which like seemed to not really take that into consideration. No, not at all. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the same thing, Every like when Gary Oldman won. Oh, my oh, God. He assaulted, he allegedly assaulted his ex-wife. Yeah. Oh, and then James Franco won. And then everyone on Twitter was like, uh. Right. What about all the allegations against him? So, there, yeah, there was a weird disconnect. And that made the whole thing sort of uncomfortable. If anything, it makes me more intrigued by what the hell's going to go down on the oh Oscars. Because hopefully they learn from this. But knowing the Oscars, no, they probably not. didn't learn from it. They're not going to learn from anything. They're... Who's hosting Oscars? Jimmy Kimmel. Oh. Jimmy Kimmel will host the Oscars until he's dead. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, you're right. I mean, I guess my, I equate interesting with fun because it's anything. I'll take anything that, like, gets me excited to watch or, like, intrigued to watch, you know? Not, a, mm-hmm. not in a positive way, but just in a, like, okay, we're all, like, experiencing this weird moment together, and here's how Hollywood is going to, like, process this, right? right? If this is Hollywood's, like, number one event of the year, this has to represent everything that's been going on, and you know it won't, you know? Mm-hmm. And, of course, and if anything, these sorts of things are fun because they make you, like... <laughs> 
They make you feel better about yourself. They like make everyone very sanctimonious and just like, well, I never would have like I can point at everything that's wrong with the Oscars and I can point at everything that's yeah. wrong with the Golden Globes and like I'm above this, yeah. which is satisfying as a viewer. It makes you feel better. It's like I'm not part of the Hollywood elite. No, uh, you're I'm not trying to go not. around and pat myself on the back for like being in a movie about whatever. <laughs> It's like gratifying for that purpose. Of as well. course it is. And they've always been that way. But now they're extra this way because they're truly <laughs> fucking up in every way you can. So we're really over here being like, like, you Honestly, know, the only way the only way that they can really redeem themselves is to just be like, oh, we're just giving everything to Moonlight again. <laughs> just like every like every envelope is just like Moonlight last year. Oh, <laughs> like I. Uh, <laughs> That'd be really and the, funny. And the award for best actor, and then it's not Gary Oldman, and they're just like, oh, everyone, like Janelle Monet. I don't you? know. But like, can you believe that that happened last year? I know, I know it's like we're over it, but I'm not over it. They read the wrong name. That's... It really is. The one... <laughs> I got so pissed off. I was at our friend Lauren's apartment, uh-huh. and I was furious, and it was like kind of like a... There were a lot of people I didn't know at this thing. And so by the time it was over and then La La Land, you know, quote unquote won, I was like ready to get the fuck out of there. So the moment she read La La Land, I stood up and started cleaning up the living room. I started taking things to her kitchen. so annoying. I was pissed off. Like I was truly pissed off. I was like being my cattiest, angriest, like bitchiest self all night. And so finally the next... Like, I went to the kitchen, and Lauren came running into the kitchen and was like, Bobby, Moonlight won. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I was mad. And she was like, no, they, they read the wrong name. And I was like, get out of here. You're like, shut up, like, bitch. Back. You're so mean. I was like, fuck off. Like, I'm, let me wallow. Fucking, fuck off, bitch. <laughs> and I had to go out, and I was like, wow, the one. Guys, I'm sorry. No. There's a mistake. There's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. Come on, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. There's like the one good thing that's ever happened in an award show in like my lifetime. It's true because it was not only exciting TV, but it was the right thing. Like it was it was everything you could have wanted, which was drama and intrigue and like a fuck up and then like a happy ending. And like who better like who better to fuck up than Faye Dunaway? Yeah, you know? Truly. Like to just add insult to injury. It's just incredible to have that I delivery. Know. A fuck up delivered by like the velvety voice of Faye Dunaway <laughs> is like tr- truly beyond anything I could have ever like, wanted. Like, are they gonna give Kurt Douglas the envelope for best movie this year? So he like like he can are they gonna keep giving old people the opportunity to like fuck up the because that'll create more drama every year? They wanna repeat. <laughs> They really should. The films we honor tonight inspired us, touched our emotions, gave us hope and joy, and may even have changed our thinking. Uh, the, direct, the, the producers are just like covering their mouths in the booths, like, hee hee hee. They bring out Shirley MacLaine to deliver Best Picture, and they're like, ooh, for no reason. And now Olivia de Havilland, 105 years old. I can't even okay. think of a name like of someone who's still alive. Like I keep thinking it's really of people, like Olivia like, de Havilland is, is the oldest. <laughs> Olivia de Havilland is like could like you know beat 
what am I trying to say? Olivia de Havilland could like beat Kirk Douglas in a race. Olivia de Havilland is like totally fine. I want them to be like the cast of Sound of Music and it's just like all old people and it's like they, all have, to, they all have to present it together. Like they choose the oldest movie. They're like the cast, the remaining cast of Cleopatra and like they all come out and they're like <laughs> all like passing the envelope being like, I can't, can you, can you read this? Can you read this? <laughs> sorry, old people, I'm sorry. Not funny. Uh, it's funny. No, it's very funny. Wow. It's actually very funny. It's very funny. Twelve I minutes think. in, we should get started. Wait, we're twelve minutes in. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, also, this start... is me one. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> of course, this is me one. Our cam- I'm so excited that our campaign, our Oscar campaign for this is me, finally is starting to work. I was wondering when it would kick in. I can't even think about it. I can't believe those guys won. Two years in a row. Ugh. And they're going to win another. Like, they're going to win the Oscar and the Golden Globe. Disgusting. And they won. Didn't they win the Tony? Like, Dear Evan Hansen won Best Musical, didn't it? I don't know. <laughs> it's just so awful. <laughs> He's so bad at writing lyrics. He's so bad at it. Uh, anyways, we're... We're going to get a call that's like, listen, I'm friends with, like, Pesic and Paul, and they're, like, really good guys. So, like, keep your comments to yourself. To be fair, we never get calls about that. Don't disrespect their audience like that. We (laughs) never get calls like that. Ever. True. Like, we don't. People Um, get mad at, like, my puns, not at, uh, like, us shading people that they maybe know. Five revives damage tear in just one use. Go beyond regular shampoo or conditioner because you're worth it. Hi, the weekly. Uh, long time, long time. Um, I'm calling because I want to know what your them predictions are for 2018, as in which who's will become thems this year. Um, my personal favorite, and maybe Lindsay will agree with me, or maybe she won't. I don't know. Is Ansel Elgort? Um, I don't know. I just feel like. There's a lot going on for him right now. He just released a new song. Those calendar pictures came out. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just rooting for Baby Driver. Uh, hashtag Ansel Elgort, them 2018. All right, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. This is a campaign I can get behind. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Ansel Elgort is. for them 2018. Tell me, I mean, come on. He's on his way. He's on his way, but he's been on his way. It's not news that, one, Ansel Elgort is on his way to them, them, or two, that you're, like, particularly gunning for Well, obviously, everyone knows I'm gunning for it, but 2017 was truly Ansel Elgort's year to break out from, like, hoodum, which is truly, like, you know, being a DJ and being in The Fault in Our Stars and no one knowing who he was, to, like, getting nominated for Golden Globe and being pretty much everywhere and being, like, pretty much non-problematic, TBD. Mm-hmm. Let's not give him that credit yet. Um, everything he does makes me love him more, including yeah, everyone's. If, if we've learned anything, is that everyone is a TBD. Okay, everyone's every, a TBD. Well, especially men, <laughs> they're all TBD. Yeah, every that's what I meant. Yeah. Every man is a TBD. But this calendar she's alluding to, which is my new favorite thing in the whole world, is I don't know if you've seen it. You have because I showed it to you. Is 
you know, Ansel's from like a family of photographers. So everyone's very confused as to how this happened. It's like his entire family are photographers. His dad is a famous yes. photographer and his sister is one too. And so is his brother, I think. So in high school, his sister did like a charity <laughs> calendar of her no. brother, like a pinup calendar. And it's on her website and you can go see it. And it's like, first of all, very inappropriate because he's definitely underage. So like you can't get too horny over these photos. But also they're insane because it's like they're really like revealing and like hunky Mm, i'm not okay well i'm not an i'm not an ansel stan particularly and i so yeah and then the other thing that came out was we as if you listen to this show you know that ansel and and timote went to the same high school you knew that already we already broke that yes we knew that um but that was all an mtv guy i think josh horowitz that guy he asked timothy and Ansel, who was more popular? Who was more popular in school? Timothy. Timothy was so popular. Ansel had a calendar with him in it. Are you kidding me? How could I have possibly been more popular? Not, I don't think so. Timothy's really popular. I auditioned for Guys and Dolls. I auditioned for Hairspray. These are the musicals we were doing. He was the lead. I didn't get into them. That's why all those rap videos were online, because I was doing the talent show instead of the musicals. No one disliked Timmy. Some people disliked me. It's I can't true. imagine. No, everyone loves Timmy. And I knew immediately who what the answer was. And you would yeah. think that I would say Ansel because I'm Team Ansel, but no, I've been to high school. It's definitely Timmy. It's definitely Timmy. Anyone who's and especially anyone who's seen Lady Bird is like, oh, he's playing himself. No, anyone who ever went to high school would look at those two and say, oh, the like shorter, funnier one, like not the dumb hunk. Obviously, Timothy, mm-hmm. like the maybe stoner, the like kind of rapper, he was clearly more popular. And they both said each other, but it was like clearly. It's Timmy. Yeah, um, I think so too. And we have confirm. We actually got a confirmation on that, but I will play it after we talk about predictions for 2018. Is there anyone else? I'm like racking my brain for like young Hollywood. Do you think like I was looking Black at, we'll Panther see, people? Like who? What Black if, Panther people? But that guy is already like pretty who? famous. Who? God, what the hell is his name? Well, obviously, he's so um, famous you forgot his no, name. No, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick oh, Boseman. he is. He's he's, he's already very famous. He's yeah, been yeah. in a lot of movies. He was in Forty Two. Um, I'm thinking right? about like, uh, he was what in Forty Two that baseball movie. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was, which is a good movie. Yeah. Um, the I'm looking at like the big the big budget movies for like the summer and the year. Yeah. And it seems like what's her name from The Witch, Anna Taylor Joy. Is going to be in that new X Men movie that's supposed to be like and that maybe kind good. of one where she's like a killer, like that. Yes. Yeah. But then there's the one there's Alden Ehrenreich because I think Ugh, people you, want him to become you a. You are still trying to make him happen. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 no. I would like. I'm not trying to make him happen. I would like if he happened. But what's really funny is I'm sure everyone's uh, everyone has heard about the rumored disaster that is Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. He is young Han Solo. There was mm-hmm. that huge mm-hmm. hunt for young Han Solo. People were trying to get Ansel Elgort for a time, if you'll recall. Yeah, I was trying to get. <laughs> it was, it was, it was <laughs> but it went to Alden Ehrenreich, who was in um, that movie that is great. Coen Hail Brothers. Caesar. Yeah. Anyway, so if that movie is a hit, he could be. Of them, but I don't think that movie is going to be a hit. Well, just funny because when when he was cast, we were like, "Oh, this is like a big deal. Like he could be a them. Mm -hmm. Like from this moment." But if the movie's bad, this is all irrelevant. Like talk. Like if the movie is bad, like it doesn't matter. And you know what comes out the week, two weeks after Solo, a Star Wars story, Ocean's Eight. So who in Ocean's Eight isn't already a them? Aquafina. Aquafina. (laughs) You think Aquafina is going to steal the show? I love Aquafina. So, and I think people love Aquafina. Like Aquafina is generally beloved by people who know who she is. 
Um, she, yeah, she has a real name. It is, uh, it's like, uh, but she goes by like Aquafina in the, it's Nora? but she's going through, by Aquafina in the movie. So that's how she's getting credited. So yeah. people are, yes. yeah, I mean, I will say, yes, there's a good shot because everybody will be seeing that movie, but there's also a bad shot because she'll be outshone by everyone in that movie, including Rihanna. Yeah, but I think she's the comic relief. I think she and Rihanna are like the funny ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else? Anything else? I can't, I can't think of anything else. Is there, are there, is there music? Is there new music that's coming out? Like new musicians? <laughs> Somebody called about that young girl who played young I, Tanya, And she also was in, um, she's like been in a bunch of stuff. She's like kind of, she's very young. She's like maybe 10 years old. And that she was like everywhere right now. Do you think that um, Kierka Sh- Like her, her, Kier- her, her Kiernan, flipping off. Kiernan Sherpa. Kiernan Shipka. She's Kiernan Shipka-ish, that girl. <laughs> she is, but do you think that McKenna Kiernan. McKenna Grace. Yeah, her, her. Someone said she's like everywhere right now. She's kind of up and coming. Again, it, I think it's I think it's too soon to tell because if if the new Dark Sabrina reboot is popular, then yeah, Kieran and Shipka will like have the potential to you know transition into them. But if it's a flop, you know, I know. And doesn't. I implied that I didn't think she was a good actress because I didn't know really. I was like, do we really know if she's like can act like that? She's not just like the moment a kid. you brought that up. Everyone, everyone was, like, was like, yes, she's amazing. She's iconic. How dare you? I know the backlash to my like question was very loud so i guess she's a good actress I don't know. honestly i think the only other person who will become a them in 2018 is the the sexy fish man from shape of water i think he's <laughs> now that he's had his big break i think we're gonna see him all over the place like as fish or as not fish no as himself oh as, as himself. himself he's set to star as the villain in the third season of true oh Detective. you actually so, like, mean I'm really this looking oh you mean this it. no i'm kidding no i'm kidding oh. <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> i'm kidding Lindsay. The fish man is not the villain in True Detective. Oh, I thought you were being serious. Um, he's he's one of those guys that like every movie writer is obsessed with, but no one else cares about. Like they're like yeah. the guy who plays like the villains in all of the Guillermo del Toro movies. Like he's incredible, a genius. And everyone's like, oh, I don't care, whatever, fish man. Uh, you know, no one cares. It's sort of, but it's also a really good place to be. Sort of like a what's his name? Uh, uh, the who was it? The scar the Scarsgard oh, was Pennywise. Um, yeah, Bill. Bill. So he he's in this like instantly iconic role, but he's not typecast because he doesn't look like that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So he gets the credit for that, but he doesn't actually get typecast, which is fun. I also feel like that guy could be a thing if he does some good stuff because he mm-hmm. has like the family nepotism thing and also like big role and I don't know. Yeah. God, we are spending so much time on everything. Uh, what is the next? We haven't even gotten to the questions. Also, What's we the had next? no, we had like no answers for that one. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, first time caller, moderately long time listener. I just have finished like reading all of the Golden Globe coverage. And I have to ask, who in the ever living fuck is Blanca Blanco? Like, who is she? Why do we care? Why did she choose to wear a red dress? Like, why? Why? I respect the, like, the thirst, I guess, but I'm still kind of wondering, like, I feel like that was in bad taste. Can you just please explain to me, what is she being in? Why was she invited to the Golden Globe on a related note? Why was Kendall Jenner there? I have a lot of questions. Please help me. All right. Uh, good form, Bella Thorne. Blanca Blanco is an actress? (laughs) That's it. When you go to Blanco Blanco's IMDb page. Blanca Blanco. 
She reminds me. She's just like one of those random people at award shows. Like she really, I feel like they have all these, there's random like stunt people that that go to award shows that no one ever knows. And everyone asks about them. She reminds me of Emily Ratajkowski um, like three years ago, you know, where she was everywhere, but no one was like, you would suddenly see headlines about her. Obviously not about um, not wearing black at the Golden Globes, but you would suddenly see her being covered as though everyone knew who she was. She's like like the joy, the joy. uh, joy She's the joy via of this year's Golden Globes. Like she got more coverage, but I think it's like. Exactly. Oh, yeah, because it was a political statement. Yeah. Political like a stunt, stunt person. So um, she wore red. Like, that's what anyone cared about. You know she knew that. If she would have worn black, nobody would have given a shit about her. And she mm-hmm. said to People Magazine, I love red. Wearing red does not mean I'm against the movement. I applaud and stand by the courageous actresses that continue to break the cycle of abuse, blah, 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 blah. It is one of the many factors leading women, blah, blah, blah. I'm excited, blah, blah, blah. So, the, like, she gave some, she just said words. But mm-hmm. she said, I love red. Wearing red. She said, I love red. My favorite... My favorite thing on her IMDb profile is the surprise that she was in the movie Showgirls 2, <laughs> Pennies from Heaven. Do you remember Showgirls 2, Lindsay? I do Showgirls 2, Pennies from Heaven. I don't. Why were the Pennies from Heaven? the Kickstarter fundraised sequel to Showgirls. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I never saw it. Kickstarted? Who kickstarted that? It was kickstarted. Hmm. It was kickstarted in 2011. Um... Apparently, with the Wikipedia says it's a parody sequel, so it's not like it's not it's not oh, trying to be serious. Okay, but she was in it. That was the only thing in her IMDb that like gave me a glimmer of recognition. Nothing else there. She wasn't your favorite person who wore not black on the Golden Globes carpet this year, though. No, she was not. Um, <laughs> Bobby's um, favorite. You might want to check her out on our Instagram stories, which Bobby has been expertly um, crafting over the past week. Please encourage him to keep going or else he'll stop doing it. I can tell you that. (laughs) Yeah, I need encouragement, guys. I need encouragement. Um, My favorite person who did not wear black, who who not only did not wear black to the Golden Globes, but like very loudly didn't wear black and was very proud of the fact that she didn't wear black, was Barbara Meyer. Barbara Meyer is a model from Germany. So she's, she's a German model. She's like 32 years old, 31 years old. She won. The only reason she's a famous model is because she won Germany's next top like, model. That's not even the like ten years ago, right? Like, I'm I'm very curious how these people end up at the Golden Globes. You say that anyone can like just go; they just happen to stand out. I just I'm very curious. There must be I like, like I feel like if there if you if you are again correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know shit about shit in Hollywood, but I feel like it's one of those things where if you want it badly enough you can get a ticket to the golden globes the oscars are a diff are a different story completely but if you want a ticket to the golden globes i feel like there are ways you like you like know someone who has a spare you know um you can convince someone to give you one especially because it's like the foreign press and like oh she's this like german model they want like more international representation you know but i feel like she got a lot of attention for being like a random person on the carpet because there's plenty but of the random get, people but the moment you get the ticket then you think well how do i make my mark and how do you make your mark on any other year is like usually has to do with fashion but this year it was easier it was like oh i'm just gonna wear what i was normally gonna wear um right instead of switching to black but anyway she gave this really funny statement on her Instagram. Hold on, let me find it. Um, and of course, because she gave a statement on her Instagram, it got covered in like 
every tabloid. Of course. Like, who is Barbara Meyer and why didn't she wear (laughs) black to the Golden Globes? And her explanation is very, very good. First of all, the photo of her in which she kind of gave her reasoning is really funny because she's holding up her dress as though she's like looking it on, looking at it in the mirror for the first time. Like when you hold the dress on a hanger and hold it up to your body. And And it appears that she's actually wearing black underneath like she's wearing something black and then like holding this over like what if i did this instead and much like celine dion she has a bilingual caption first in german then in english and she says a lot of women will wear black tonight in support of the time's up movement i think this is great and extremely important nevertheless nevertheless my favorite thing is nevertheless the moment you say nevertheless nevertheless um mentions important political cause nevertheless i decided to wear a colorful dress tonight If we want this to be the Golden Globes of strong women who stand up for their rights, I think it's the wrong way not to wear sexy clothes anymore or let people take away the joy of showing our personality through fashion. No one said you didn't have to be... No one said you couldn't be sexy. Like, that wasn't really the directive. There were... A lot of very sexy black dresses. I don't know if you saw, like, it, it was... Did you see Kate Hudson's? Yeah, it was, like, extreme. A lot of them were very sexy, so... Whatever. Wearing black has nothing to do with whether or not your dress is going to be sexy. Not but at the all. end, she ends with this, like, final thought, where she's like, after saying why she didn't participate in the movement, she goes, but to make clear, a lot of bad things happened and should never happen again. Okay, So it's like, great. okay. Who are you? Okay. I already forgot who you were by. Anyway, she got what she wanted out of all of this. Right. For me to like um, know her name once and say it once or twice. And she got, you know, a few thousand more Instagram followers. But I don't really know. I don't really think we'll see her in the future. No, I, don't I don't think, think so. this is a Joy Via situation where Joy is just going to no. keep pushing and pushing and like getting into the political sphere. No. I think Barbara's one and done. Point is, there were, I guess I will end with this. There were fewer people than I expected wearing colors. Right. I was expecting like at least a handful and bigger names because the rumor was that um i don't i forget where i heard this who told me this it doesn't really matter but the rumor was for a time that alicia vikander and sarah jessica parker were not going to show up in black why they were going to make a statement in colors rumor all right well i don't know where they got that but that's what i heard next call hi i need to know everything about figure skating olympic them current who adam rapon Thanks. Bye. I don't know if we can give you everything, but we can give you a lot. I mean, it's that exciting time of the year where we're like building up to the Winter Olympics and all of the personalities of the Winter Olympics are going to start mm-hmm. shining, meaning like everyone's qualifying or, you know, all these people who've worked like their full lives for this are right. going to start getting pressed because people love ice skating and they love. Yeah. I feel like I feel like in ice skating more so than even any other of Olympic course. sports, it's like the thing it's the only thing they do. Gymnastics like, and ice skating. They don't. Yeah, they don't <laughs> do anything else. Like right. they're so good at these things because they literally don't have lives outside. Well, of that's this why the end of Itanya is like so devastating. <laughs> even though that movie, she's like, not I don't good. have any other. <laughs> I know. I don't have any other skill. Yeah, don't even get me started about Tanya Harding and Tommy Wiseau at the yeah, Golden Globes. Let's not. We already spent twelve minutes. But who is Adam Ripon? Ripon. I. The first I heard of him was from that Deadspin article that you actually linked in here. That's figure skater Adam Rippon assures everyone that his butt is real. And there's this like <laughs> iconic photo of him like mid mid glide it's by perfect. the judges, like finger wagging at them with this like perfectly shaped butt. Not to say that 
butts aren't perfect if they look like this, but you know what I mean. Like this like very round, almost like made with a compass butt. Yeah, because his quads. And your people quads, are saying that it was fake. No, well, it's because your their butts are amazing because their quads are so strong. To be yes. a figure skater, your quads are like fucking so huge that your butt kind of like just rests on your quads and kind of like becomes that shape, that like bubble yes. butt shape. And so people started saying, because all the qualifying rounds were happening, and so he's obviously being photographed more, he's in the news more, people are watching figure skating right now, but people were saying that his butt was fake and that he wore butt pads to accentuate it. And so he's very, God. out of all the things like this, that but you as a do. gay, as like a gay, young figure skater, he has a social presence, okay? He does. No, he's so great. He, he's So he he's took everything. to Twitter, he took to Twitter and his tweets are so good. There's been a lot of questions to whether I compete with butt pads on, and I'd like to set the record straight and let it be known that no, it's just my real butt. <laughs> Thank you for your interests, comments, and concern. Love you. Like, he straight up went to the Chrissy Teigen school of Twitter and is all the better for it. His pin tweet is, I was recently asked in an interview what it's like to be a gay athlete in sports. I said that it's exactly like being a straight athlete. Lots of hard work, but usually done with better eyebrows. Like, that yeah. is, and so in case you haven't got, we didn't actually say, he is the first openly gay man to qualify for the Winter Olympics. If you think about that, just in terms <laughs> of like what we've had I in mean, the past, like that's <laughs> fucking wild. It is crazy. I mean. So it's like very admirable and cool, but it's also like. What? Your jaw drops to the floor and you're like, in 2018? <laughs> I mean. Like, Ooh. oof, not to say anything about no offense, the sport but like, of... this is the gayest sport in the whole <laughs> I entire world. Say, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to like It's the say. gayest sport in the whole entire world. Like, you could literally, like... <laughs> I'm not going to finish this in it, but, like, I could think of plenty of... A, like... <laughs> yes? There's nothing There's nothing gayer than this. There's nothing right. gayer than this. Right. So, uh... Adam Rapone could have <laughs> sex with a man on the ice, and it would not be as gay as him figure skating on the ice. Um, my favorite think. thing ever is, I don't know if you click this link, my favorite thing I found about him that's just very out there on the internet is him singing Diamonds by Rihanna just oh, at a figure them. skating competition. He's not skating, he's just on the ice singing Diamonds, and it's honestly perfect. Like, the applause is wild. Hey everybody! Are you ready? American figure skaters especially are very famous outside the US like they go on tour and mm -hmm. they're just like they're very huge and so mm -hmm. him singing him singing is like I guess Johnny Weir also sang on ice too like there's other people who sang on ice how was Johnny Weir not open was he not out when he qualified or when he competed I'm confused no do you know that I don't know maybe maybe so maybe he just wasn't out yeah that is kind of wild right um because Johnny Weir is the other person you think of when you think of male figure skaters and um, but was it Brian Boitano wasn't he doubles was it was it because he was Johnny Weir was... No, it says athlete. 
wait, it says, figure skater Johnny Weir faced speculation about his sexuality while competing in 2006 and 2010, but he avoided the questions on the matter. In 2011, didn't come out until he came out in his memoir, yeah. Welcome to God, My that's World. that's so sad. It's very sad. Yeah. That sucks. Do you know that the U.S. hasn't sent an openly gay man to the Summer Olympics in 14 years? The comments on him singing on ice, the first one is, this is the level of extra I strive to be. And then someone just wrote in all caps, this is gay culture. <laughs> yes, it happened, queen. Nothing but respect for my president. Uh, I, lo- I mean, it's true. Like, everyone, uh, everyone loves yes, it. I wrote all those comments, absolutely. <laughs> everyone loves it. it's uh anyway so that's who he is he's he's going to be um in more ways than one someone to watch over the winter olympics oh truly he's gonna make it fun also i recommend you follow his instagram as a successful year for the olympics it's like successful years what am i trying to say successful years at the olympics are made or break god what am i trying to say yeah i know what you're saying by the personalities that personalities make or break the olympics sure personalities make the simone biles the tanya hardings the you know people that the personalities because like again sports for people who don't care about sports all about the personalities and so when we tune in for the winter olympics we we need a narrative (laughs) we need someone we need like that carrot to like pull us in you know like we need the like the little something sweet to draw us in that isn't sports related like, it's like, oh, this guy, like, addresses rumors about his fake ass and sings diamonds on the ice? I'm in. It's what fake. sport is it? Don't care. It's real ass. It's not fake. Don't call it his fake ass. Well, no, but, you know, his allegedly yeah, his fake allegedly ass. His allegedly fake. But it's his real ass. Yeah. Okay. It's his real ass. Um, and so we should move on. Speaking of um, the Olympics. I- Speaking of winter games, here we go. Um, hi, Who Weekly. This is Sarah calling from Sydney in Australia. Um, I was just wondering if you could please run us through the new announced cast of The Bachelor Winter Games, some weird new spin-off that they're doing to coincide with the Winter Olympics, I believe. Um, I think the cast was just announced and a lot of the sort of Bachelor reject type people that I follow on Instagram have started posting, confirming that they're going to be part of the show. So in Australia, there's like this guy that was called Courtney who was on one of our seasons as a bachelorette and kind of got a bit of a bad rep because he was um, pretty rude to the bachelorette and didn't even really seem to like her. And she was like, wait, how am I getting friends on my own show? And he seems like a bit of a weird choice. Um, and there's this other girl called Tiffany who ended up in a lesbian relationship with another girl who was another contestant on her season of The Bachelor. So I've chosen some pretty interesting characters from Australia. Um, and then in New Zealand, they've chosen this girl who, her name's Lily, and she is kind of like, I don't know, I guess one of those like cool girl, free spirit types, but I noticed that she's been like flirting on Instagram with Dean, that US guy who's a massive scumbag and was really mean to that Russian girl on your latest season of Bachelor in Paradise. Um, but yeah, I don't know, if you look at the casting list, it's like a, basically a majority list of US men and then a lot of what they call the international women which is kind of a bit gross and kind of a bit like oh why don't you <laughs> bring your women to us and we'll have our way with them type sort of type vibe but I guess there are all these people from all over the world like I think places even like Finland um, and I'm sure that they've chosen the craziest people from each country so if you could please just give us a rundown of who's who, who to look out for before the show starts next month. That would be much appreciated. 
Love you guys. Uh, good form, Bellathorn. What the hell is this? Because I didn't know about this until yesterday when I saw that <laughs> fucked up e-tweet. So uh, I don't care about the cast of this show. It's like a four-episode special, obviously set to capitalize on the excitement for the Winter Olympics and The Bachelor, which is, is on right now. And I don't think anyone is watching the RE no. Bachelor. Are it, no, no. Right? No one cares. If people are watching, they're not, you know, tweeting it as energetic, enthusiastically right. as normal. Because everyone feels bad that he's the Bachelor and it's just truly boring. So mm-hmm. this show, which is like the kind of Bachelor in Paradise of like the win- of the winter season, it's kind of funny. Like they could really have Bachelor in Paradise any season, but whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bunch of Bachelor people from all across the globe competing in fake Olympic stuff and trying to fall in love, I guess. But I don't know how you're going to mm-hmm. fall in love in four episodes. It, it, Whatever. It's fucking stupid as hell. The only cool thing maybe about it is they're getting international Bachelor people. And it's the first time that, like, those people have been integrated into, like, the original series of people. So you have, like, Mm -hmm. the Australian guy. You have, like, a a French guy, a German guy. Like, you have – it's kind of funny. Like, it's kind of great that they're doing this in terms of – Hmm. Uh, the meta, the meta-ness of, of reality shows that America starts and then other countries kind of do, like The Voice. I'm obsessed with, like, small versions of The Voice. I don't know if you've ever searched, like, The Voice and then any country. It'll come up because yeah. it's everywhere. So this is kind of a meta look also, if you take it like this, which, of course, I do, at that. Really quickly, I don't... Are you going to watch this, no, by the way? No, absolutely not. Okay, yeah. Um, really quickly, I, I wanted to mention the, the funniest commentary that I've seen about The Bachelor came from, like, co-worker Ellie yesterday. I guess she was watching it and tweeted a few times during the episode. But she said, a Bachelor contestant just looked at The Bachelor with wide eyes and said, out of, <laughs> I can't even read it without laughing, and said out of nowhere with no pauses, quote, I'm simple, no drama, I'm easy to please. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I can't do that to myself. I, I used to be able to enjoy it's... the first couple episodes because um, they were so ridiculous, but I can't do it anymore. Sometimes I put it on the background and I just let it like talk and then I just do my life or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, it, But like I can't even really bear to do it. I do know that on this second episode or the third – how many episodes have there been? Two or three? It just started. I think three. So literally he brought one of the women to his hometown where he lives mm-hmm. – which is Scottsdale, Arizona. So can you imagine signing up for this show and it's this guy and you're like, cool, he's a race car driver. Oh, he's not that good at race car driving. Oh, he's taking me home with him to Scottsdale, Arizona. It's like, wouldn't you just quit? Like, I get why you wouldn't because it's a TV show, but wouldn't you just quit? Come on. Like, what are you getting here? I would quit. (laughs) Scottsdale, Arizona. All right. I would absolutely We should move on. Please don't call if you're from Scottsdale, Arizona. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) We really don't want to hear it. I don't want to okay, hear it. Okay, last call. I don't want to hear it. Last call. This is sad. Hi, Hugh Weekly. So I'm a fairly new listener, but I'm actually going back through the catalog and like listening to all the old episodes. Um, and I just listened to the episode that was about uh, Jennifer Esposito and her bakery and the lawsuit against her. And um, I just want to do a quick update there, which is that um, Jennifer was – well, two quick updates. First. Um, as somebody who eats gluten-free, I am obsessed, was obsessed with Jennifer Way's bakery. It was so good. Um, but second, um, it closed. It's done. It's gone now. Um, I'm pretty sad. It's a pretty big loss. Um, so, yeah, thanks. I got to say, I didn't know it closed. It closed over the summer last year. Wow. Um, but everyone, we got a couple callers 
back when we did that episode, I remember people called in and were like, it's so good. Like, you weren't the only person who called in and said, I'm a Jennifer Esposito, Jennifer's Way Bakery stan. Right. She, people who went there She has it. a, like, devoted gluten-free audience. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's just like, is that audience enough to to sustain a business? I'm not and sure. And she but was what do I know? sued. Remember, like that was the whole drama. Was like her, she got sued. It was like the whole thing. Yeah. And so this whole thing. So her statement about the closing is very like, very empowering. And like, you haven't seen the last of me. But it also there's there's this undeniable tone of like, I think you may have seen the last of this bakery. <laughs> like I don't think this was coming back. Like whenever you're all caps saying like, I'm far from done. It's like I think you might be done. <laughs> I feel bad, not that I feel bad about. I know, and meanwhile, this, this bakery's going to open up like near my house now. Like it's going to be like we're in Bed Stuy now, or like we're in, you know, they're going to open up in like some nowhere Brooklyn neighborhood, or, or someone something. else is just going to open up a more popular gluten free bakery that doesn't try to rely on the the name recognition. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer Esposito, Esposito. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like no, I think that's it. That's the Thank end. Thank you so much. Oh, that's um, the end of the show. That's the end of the show. Oh, we have a Lindsay has a. Uh, Caller, you're doing amazing, sweetie. But as you know, that doesn't play until after the credits. So, mm-hmm. um, so caller, you're going to be doing amazing, sweetie, after the credits. I fe- I kind of feel bad. We didn't have this that many calls in this episode. We had so much to talk about. Well, you guys all called about the Globes. I just didn't play a lot of them. But then we talked yeah. about the Globes, kind of. And also, as you all know, the week after Sunday night award shows is usually like sort of a desert. Because everyone only talks about the award show for like 72 hours. Everyone's like Um, talking about Kylie Jenner again, like the baby still, and the award show, and that's it. You're mm -hmm. right. It's like the theoretical, the hypothetical baby. Who knows? I mean, alleged baby, the alleged baby that apparently has already been born. Oh, yeah, I like that theory. I like that. If you read the blinds um, or just read Um, anything, actually, it's not even just blinds. It's like everyone's like, the baby's been born. She's like just recovering and she'll reveal the baby when it goes to college or something. So can't, (laughs) can't wait. Um, but anyway, thank you to all of our amazing callers for calling in. You're all lovely. Thank you to, um, I don't know. what. Thank you to Ansel Elgort for being perfect. Thank you to Violetta, who's beautiful and perfect, classy and sexy at the same time. (laughs) That's what he always says about her. And thank you to Adam Rapon, um, for, you know, having a real ass and being proud of it. Yeah. And we'll see you at the award. We'll see. We'll see you at the Olympics because we'll be watching now. Thank you for the narrative. (laughs) Yes, we needed that narrative desperately. Have a good weekend, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You will Yeah, yeah, They want to know. Hey. 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 How much be famous? Hello. I just called a couple of minutes ago, and I just want to know who the hell is Alicia Keys. Good night. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>